Welcome to Truth Time, where you'll get a shot of the truth with no chaser. And now your Truth Time host, Trey Searcy. This is Truth Time, and we are delighted to be with you. Today we're going to go back to the telephone lines and uh, field some more questions from our listeners. Now, if you've got Bible questions, you want to give us a call, we'll do our best with an open Bible to to compare Scripture with Scripture, stand within the parameter of context, and rightly divide the word of truth and find your answer. Our Truth Time lines are 24-7, and it's a free call. one 888 Okay, again, welcome. Thank you for being here. We'll be right back with our first caller. Here at Truth Time Radio, it's our primary objective to present complete and well-researched Bible facts. Our carefully studied material will lead you to the truth, enabling you to become awake, aware, alive, and active. Most of mainstream teaching is influenced and filtered according to headquarters and denominational interests. In other words, their gospel presentation is biased. Truth Time will help you cut through all the biased misinformation. It's our endeavor to maintain objectivity while presenting only the facts, leaving it up to you to decide for yourself. Truth Time Radio, coast to coast and around the world at truthtimeradio.com. Bible question? Call toll-free 1-888-988-9562. Email us at truthtimeradio.com. Okay, great question. We have some real Bible students asking some really good questions, and we do appreciate it. Do I think that unbelief is a sin? Yes. And you said, if so, is it a sin that was paid for? Yes. And uh, let's see, you said, can unbelief keep us out of heaven? It certainly can. You see, just because the sin of unbelief is not being imputed does not mean the world doesn't need to believe the gospel to be saved. No, it simply means the sin of unbelief, just like all other sins, are not being imputed. 
Salvation is you resting your faith in the gospel. Hey, if you want the gospel in seven words, I was thinking about this the other day. The gospel in seven words. The risen Christ died for your sins. The risen Christ died for your sins. Don't add to or take away from, just rest in that truth. Okay? If Christ died for all sins, then he died for the sin of unbelief. But it does not change the way someone gets saved. The fact remains that belief in the gospel is required for salvation. He died for all sins, and that includes unbelief. But you need to believe that. Christ did away with the sins of the world at the cross. They were put on him, 2 Corinthians 5.21. They were charged to him, imputed into his account. But listen, here's where people miss it. You are not saved by what Christ did for you. You're saved by believing what Christ did for you. Hey, Mike, I hope this helps. If not, call back and, hey, we'll try again. You got to accent to the positive and eliminate the negative and latch on to the affirmative, but don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Ah, you got to spread joy. To the maximum and bring gloom Down to the minimum and have faith A pandemonium liable to walk up on the scene To illustrate my last remark Journey in the well Hi, my name is Livia Schuler, And I am interested if I can, can Am I able to purchase the book Compare the Verses? If someone can get back with me to let me know if I can purchase the book, compare the verses. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Livia, the Compare the Verses book for now is only available in PDF form. It's there at the website. I'm currently revising it a bit and uh, adding to the list of comparisons, and, and upon completion which should be soon, the book will go to print. It will not be for sale. However, many are contacting us and requesting multiple copies, and if that be the case, a donation would be appreciated. Not required, but appreciated. By simply requesting the book, we will mail you a copy for free. So, for anyone wanting their copy, go ahead and contact us now. We'll put you on the list. Now, for those outside the U.S., we may ask for postage, but other than that, no, they're not for sale. They're free. Lady Godiva was a freedom rider. She didn't care if the whole world looked. Joan of Arc with the Lord to guide her. She was a sister who really could. Isadora was the first bride. country was falling apart, Betsy Ross got it all sold up. Truth Time Radio. I am calling to ask, how come Bible-believing Christians and sadly, some so-called grace Christians believe that 
saved people are automatically controlled by the Holy Spirit without having to yield to the Holy Spirit. When people do that, it can cause weak, struggling Christians to doubt their salvation, and it can cause strong Christians to question other people's salvation and become judgmental. I have noticed this mainly happens when pastors, including grace pastors, slip verses from James and 1 John and such into Pauline verses, and that seems to be causing the problem, but I'm not exactly sure. I would like to know more about the situation and what can be done about it. God has given everyone free will, and I agree with you. Being saved does not mean we're on autopilot. We're not automatically controlled by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a dweller. The Bible says the Holy Spirit dwells within the believer. He's a leader. He leads if we let him. He's a griever. He grieves when we don't let him. He's a sealer. He seals the believer at the moment of belief. The Holy Spirit is an intercession prayer warrior who prays for us, prays for things we don't even know to pray for. And while we should, Galatians 5.25, keep in step with the Spirit, nowhere do we find that He makes us do that. He is not a controller, and regardless of what Calvinists tell us, things do happen by chance. Luke chapter 10, verse 31. See, that's the problem again in the church today. That's one of the reasons TV evangelism is embarrassing the body of Christ. Because in our mind, we think we need superstars. That's what the world has, you see. It puts its most powerful, its best looking, its uh, most financially capable people up. They ride around in limos and fly around in jets and eat the best food and wear the best clothes and the people are always taking pictures. We've made stars out of the people of power in the world. And the church has sunk so low as to think that we've got to have a star. If they got them, we got to have them. So we got to be on TV. We got to have jet planes and dress in canali suits and eat the best food and talk the best language. And God is saying, I never have used it. I won't use it now. You can put Saul's armor on all you want to, but it won't help you one bit. Your victory will not come from what you wear, what you look like, how much money you have. Your victory will come when you've got nothing on except the righteousness of Jesus Christ. This is Truth Time Radio, providing Bible answers in a clear way for all to understand. Bible questions? Email us from our website, truthtimeradio.com. Hello, this is Rita from Bible Ambassadors of Erie, Pennsylvania. I had just finished reading the Faulkner's testimony on your website and was amazed at how it is the same as my own. I think it's a powerful, wonderful testimony, and thank you for publishing it. What Rita is referring to is a testimony found on the truthtimeradio.com homepage. Uh, When you get there, just scroll down and you can read it. 
we are hearing from scores who are saying the same thing Rita said, that their testimony sounds almost just like theirs. Deb wrote us and said, Wow, I can say that this is a lot like my testimony. Praise the Lord, they heard the truth and are now in true liberty. Wanda said, Amen. I laughed out loud. It was like reading my own testimony. Dionisio wrote, Amen. This testimony is wonderful. Lily says, Thanks for sharing. What a wonderful testimony. I am so happy for Bobby and Liz. Glory to God. And uh, Glenn said, I am that man. <laughs> I was born going to a Methodist church and also spent some time in the Baptist church. I spent 50 plus years in the Assemblies of God, never spoke in tongues, lost every week, got saved again every Sunday. I've been told twice by a very caring Church of Christ preacher that I will not go to heaven unless I have been water baptized. And then another listener says, This is an amazing testimony. It to some degree mirrors mine. In fact, I too was deceived and deceiving others because of my zeal in these types of ministries. So much deception, and yet if you are truly willing and really want the truth, it's there. Ness writes, Wow, this testimony blew me away. Praise God. His glory and honor forever. Amen. Randy said, Great read. Bobby and uh, his wife Liz are there in Lake Havasu, Arizona. It's near Las Vegas. Bobby and I talk on almost a weekly basis. He contacted me for the first time, uh, I'd, say a, I'd say it's been more than a year ago, and informed me that he had started an assembly there, and they were holding weekly meetings in their business. I think they meet each Thursday. What they do is, at the beginning of each meeting, they'll uh, view a Truth Time video, and then they open the floor for discussion. It started small and uh, then began to grow, and it's been a pleasure seeing Bobby grow himself as well. Over the many email exchanges and phone calls, it's truly an awesome thing to watch and, and to follow someone as they grow in grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and His finished work. We have others as well who have been inspired by Truth Time Radio to, just as Bobby and Liz did, start an assembly there in their local area. Uh, we've heard from saints in Ohio, West Africa, I think around the Cameroon area. Uh, there's a Grace Assembly in the Philippines that meet weekly, and what they're currently doing is teaching from our Compare the Verses book. And the most recent assemblies we've been contacted by are, uh, one is in Turks and Caicos, which is two groups of islands, a beautiful place just south of the Bahamas. And another that just begun not too long ago in Atlanta, Georgia. And these, of course, are just the ones we've heard from. Hey, if you've started an assembly after hearing us on uh, uh, our website, radio, YouTube, and you're there meeting weekly, learning and growing in God's grace and how to rightly divide the word of truth, let us know. We'll do all we can to assist you and perhaps even come out and visit your place of worship. We certainly feel indebted to all of you who are playing a part in getting the truth out so that we may see the fullness of the Gentiles come to fruition. Walking in truth, daily living in God's grace and victory. Oh, it's such a great and wonderful, powerful message. It's truly a nice place to be. You know, when, when I came across verse 
7 of 2 Timothy chapter 2, my life began to change. In 2 Timothy 2.7, Paul said, Consider what I say, and the Lord give the understanding in all things. Well, this was what I wanted. I wanted to not only read and study my Bible, I had been doing that for years, practically my whole life. I wanted to understand it. I wanted to actually understand what I was reading. While some of us don't like to admit it, lack of understanding brings on doubt and unbelief. I sincerely wanted to believe my Bible, and one day I finally decided to do that. I decided to believe the Bible for a change. I decided to, to, to believe it over my tradition, to believe it over the preacher, and this Bible that I finally decided to believe also said that I should follow Paul, 1 Corinthians 4.16, a truth I had never heard before. Well, by following Paul, I have learned to be a Christ-dependent. Paul has taught me that I am totally dependent on the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So often what we do is we begin to develop a lack of dependency on the Lord, allowing outside things to come in and affect our trust in Him. Bad doctrine, for example. Well, this only leads to doubt and unbelief, a lack of faith. But we find a straight pathway to peace when we finally decide to commit our salvation to the Lord when we finally surrender our salvation to Him, when we let go and let God, when we let go and stop struggling with it, stop struggling to earn salvation, and stop struggling to keep and maintain it. Just stop struggling. Stop struggling for favor, for blessings, for approval. Stop struggling altogether. It's only when we stop and rest our faith solely in His finished work that we can begin to grow in His grace. Doing this allows the peace that passes all understanding to consume us, to, to stabilize our hearts and minds, allowing Christ to have preeminence in our life. You see, Satan has a real hatred for this kind of preaching. He's not afraid of Joel's every day of Friday. He's not afraid of John Hagee's four blood moons. Satan's not afraid of the ecumenical movement that wants everyone to turn a blind eye to their doctrinal differences. And matter of fact, he actually rejoices over the fact that all world religions are now coming together. All religions coming together is Satan's direct attempt at destroying the one true faith of Christianity. That's all it is. Rick Warren's The Daniel Plan doesn't scare him. Jenison Franklin's The Fasting Edge, no, that don't scare him either. Running Down Your Dream, A 40-Day Journey, he's not scared of that. None of the fads that make their destructive way into the church have any effect on Satan whatsoever. Well, other than giving him a good laugh. But you want to know what makes Satan and all his minions tremble? You want to stop his scoffing at the church? Preach about the gospel of Christ and how he shed his life's blood at Calvary, forgave the world's sins, and has risen to proclaim eternal victory. Preach about that. Preach about how we've been delivered from the bondage of sin and how it no longer has dominion over us. You see, Satan is well versed in the word of God, so remind him and his deceitful workers of Romans chapter 5 and how that by the righteousness of Jesus Christ, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Preach how that at the moment we believe the gospel, God sealed us unto the day of redemption, Ephesians 1.13. 
Satan knows all about the power of the Holy Spirit, and he can't stand the fact that he cannot have our souls because the Holy Spirit has sealed it. Bad news for him, wonderful news for us. Well, that's going to do it here on Truth Time Radio. Bible questions? Call me. It's a free call. 1-888-988-9562. 1-888-988-9562. Email your questions by going to the website truthtimeradio.com. I'll leave you today with an outstanding testimony from Jeanette Russell. You'll enjoy this. And remember, 2 Timothy 2.15 tells us to educate ourselves. Because listen, in life, you only get two educations. The one you're given and the one you give yourself. Through the years, I thought I was saved. I knew the gospel and I knew a lot about the Bible and I thought I was saved. But I never had perfect peace about it because I didn't know when I got saved. When my husband came back from overseas after World War II, he told me that he had gotten saved through talking to a fellow soldier. And since he was saved, I wanted to be saved. So one day I got down by my bed and I just asked the Lord, to save me. I prayed and asked the Lord to save me. And through the years, I counted that as my testimony. Well, I never found peace about it. So I rocked on with that in my mind. And ever so often, I would get to worrying about it again, and I would go ask the Lord to save me. And I'd beg him to save me and so forth. That just kept going on, and then finally my husband did get saved. And when he got saved, it really threw me for a loop because I had thought he was saved already. I really began to get troubled then. And every time I would get troubled, I would go pray and ask the Lord to save me again. And I was even so stupid that I would think, Surely one of them times the Lord saved me, but I don't know which one it was. So one day recently, my daughter came up to my house, and uh, we were just visiting and talking about the Lord. And she mentioned the fact that when she got saved, she had been troubled for a long time. And finally, she uh, heard her preacher one day, one Sunday, say, you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is trust what the Lord has done for you. And when she said that, it was like a light bulb went off in my brain. And I thought, that's what's the matter with me. I've been trusting what I was doing, praying, asking the Lord to save me, and he didn't tell me to do that. He told me to trust what he had already done and what he's written in his word. And so right there that day, I shoved all I was doing 
and I trusted the Lord. And as I said, I had always wanted to give my testimony, but I didn't have one because I didn't know when I got saved. I did I thought I was saved, but I didn't know when. So that day I know I got saved. Now I know I have a testimony as well as a savior. I praise the Lord for it. And as I said, I'm eighty five years old and this past Valentine's Day I got saved. And I, I feel like if I've been fooled all these years and the, the devil had me so fooled, I feel like there possibly is some people here tonight that is in the same boat I was in. And I would ask you to really search your heart. When I was in the denominational church, we were taught that we had to ask Jesus into our heart to be saved. And that has stuck with me, and I feel like that's probably some of my problem. So be careful who you listen to and what you listen to, because it had me fooled. And I just praise the Lord that I finally realized what was going on and I got saved. And now I have peace. This is Truth Time Radio, providing Bible answers in a clear way for all to understand. Bible questions? Email us from our website, truthtimeradio.com. your program about a year ago. A friend of mine posted one of your audios on Facebook, and I listened to it, and I couldn't believe what I was hearing. The way that you communicate everything in such an easy-to-understand, easy-to-learn way, it, it made my day. I quickly went to your website, and I seen that you had many more lessons on there to listen to, and I spent the entire weekend listening to everyone back-to-back. Keep you in the dark, you know they all pretend. Keep you in the dark and so it all begins. We all make mistakes. You make them, I make them. That's why they put erasers on pencils. It's never too late to right the wrongs. Listening to Truth Time and studying our material will help you sort through the clutter. Learn to rightly divide the word of truth. 
and made quantum leaps that will catapult you to the head of the class. TruthTimeRadio.com